you and I have had plenty of conversations not about politics mm-hmm. um, oh, I should record the video here sorry oh, recording in progress mm, yeah recording in progress I uh, can just leave the meeting if I don't agree to this <laughs> now you can't leave shit oh great news Anna meets sloppy joes <laughs> Animate Sloppy Joe's, that's good. Yeah, dude, I'm, you know me. I'm a big Sloppy Joe guy. <sighs> oh my gosh. How's it been being home alone, man? You doing okay? You surviving? Um, it's been good. Yeah. I don't like it. I, 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 like, I like being home. Yeah, same. Right, like I don't like being out, you know. I like you know podcasting with you or whatever once in a while. Yeah, being out, but I generally like being home. But there's a significant void. I understand that, big time, dude. When I went to when I went to Tampa for the bachelor party, I I think I told you this. I was FaceTiming on and the kids probably every hour on the hour. And it's not a matter of like not. Really? Well, it's not a matter of not. It probably wasn't every hour, but at least three times a day. Um, it's not a matter of like um, not being able to like kind of like cut loose. It's just like a and and not even like a um, feeling like I have to. It's just that like my my life has truly become my children and my wife. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm. Yeah. I. I'm more than okay with it. I don't, um, you know, there's times where like, like when, when I went to Sam and Gab's wedding, like there was a, a, a bit of freedom that I really enjoyed as far as like, oh, it's, it's, it's midnight and I can just like go walk around the streets of Chicago right now by myself and mm-hmm. I don't have anybody to look after. Like, that's a cool feeling. It's a fun feeling to be able to kind of like go do your thing. But like, I, I do, I I like when I'm away from the kids, I miss them. I miss Ben when he's at fucking school. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, the, it's interesting because, you know, people at work were asking, oh, yeah, so how you doing? And we're like, how's the bachelor life? I'm like, it's not bachelor life. I'm still fucking married. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. But, you know, that's just, I mean, I, you know, I work with some younger folks. And so there's, there's some imagery or they're just having fun and, and it's all good fun. But yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, man. Uh, you know, I talked to another person tonight and they were like, oh, uh, you know, I would kill for that opportunity. And I get it. Like, sometimes you're just like super stressed. I am very fortunate that I'm in a situation with both my marriage and parenthood where I would rather be stressed 
even agitated mm-hmm. with my partner or my kid than not with them. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. I tell I tell Noelle this. Um, I tell I tell her sometimes when we're in that fight, like in that in that rut. You know, everyone every now and then you you're spinning the wheels in the dirt, right? And you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, I would rather fight with her than be with be happy with anyone else. Like I would rather get through some tough times with her than have like jolly old experiences with anyone else. And so a hundred percent because I, I, I just feel a level of connection with her. Right. That I had never experienced before. Let me ask you a question. And I think about this often because like I have, I have friends who, Dude, the microphone because it's black, it wants to blend to the background. It makes me feel like half my face, or it makes me look like half my. You're face like you're like sucking yeah. on my shoulder, my cartoon shoulder. You got a delicious so- shoulder. Um. <laughs> are you are you are you recording right now? Just so I know. Oh like yeah, no. for the podcast even. Oh for okay, sure. Cool. Yeah, no, for sure. I've been recording. Okay, cool. Um, but um, I I have like so I have friends that are divorced, and yeah. uh, I know that like what is it one in three marriages end in divorce? Isn't that what it is? Something like that. I thought it was. I thought it was like fifty uh, percent. Oh, okay, that's better odds. Um, damn. Actually, it's yeah, not, it's not forty forty one percent, almost fifty fifty percent. So, like, that's crazy. Um, and like, no disrespect for anybody who's been divorced at all. No, sometimes it's supposed it's the best. Absolutely, a hundred percent, a hundred percent individual. I had a buddy who fucking he got to he got married huge wedding gigantic like it was like a hundred thousand dollar wedding and it was the the marriage lasted six months but like i i think that everybody on the outside looking in like knew that's what it was um but do you ever like i i don't ever think i i do actually think about divorcing anna all the time but only so that I can remarry her. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, she got her big wedding. Now I want I want my backyard wedding, and I feel like this is the only way to do it. Um, but you ever think about that? It's just like in in my mind, there's no other route in my life than being married to my wife. You know what I mean? Like, Say that again. There, I, you ever think about the fact that, like, there's, there, like, to me, I, I would never ever think about divorcing Anna. Um, yeah. There's no other, like, there's no other way I imagine my life. You know, um, even with seeing, like, you know, I, you know, seeing women constantly at work. There's never, mm-hmm. there's never like a thought in my mind of like, oh man, like, what if? There's no what mm-hmm. ifs. And like, I, I just thought that that's a bizarre feeling. And the reason I bring this up is because somebody had kind of brought it up to me. They're like, well, don't you ever like second guess it? Um, and I won't say who it is because it's somebody that you and I both know, but, uh, yeah. but like, yeah, I was like, no, like, I don't, I, I don't like, I didn't want to seem arrogant or cocky about it. I just like, yeah, I, I think, and it's, uh, a, and, and, think... It, and it's bizarre because it's like, I never thought like I, I never thought that like I knew that I would I would get married and I would have kids. 
but I never like thought it would feel this way, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. If you keep the bigger picture in focus rather than getting too myopic or granular, right? Cause in the moment of a fight, like one of those really. Somebody pulled out of the stores today. No, no. <laughs> when you get in one of those really tough fights that just cut down to the soul, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very easy to lose sight of that big picture. But if you if you think about it, like Noel and I are talking, we're coming up on ten years together. Almost like we're on nine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the next year will be 10. And those fights are a day or two. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, that's at at the 10 year mark, that's 3,650 days, right? Yeah. And so two, three, days of or two days of a fight let's say and let's say you have uh at most 10 fights right right a year uh 20 days and you do that 10 times that's 200 out of the 3600 so very small right certainly and so when if you can kind of pull back just a little bit when you're in the in the trenches, it's hard to see the whole battlefield, right? right. You're in the trenches, you're fighting and you're figuring out, and hopefully you're fighting for each other. But if you can pull back and see the whole picture and just realize, like, there's so much love here, mm-hmm. I can get through this no matter what yeah. it is. Like, it, it can be the the stupid dishes in the sink vacuuming yeah. whatever fight house yeah. maintenance it can be a fight over how to parent it can be massive fights like uh you know uh, financial issues infidelity uh, some of the bigger fights you can work through it if you really just focus on yeah the love in the big picture and and especially when you have kids you have this combined love that has made a human life yep. and i know that sounds so trite and so cliche that two souls coming together make one right mm-hmm. and and that's the new child and and then you do it again and again like you have i've yeah. only done that once but yeah. to have three kids like there's so much love involved that you you if you keep that whole picture in mind you're going to be able to weather that storm yeah you know it's funny and... it, it, it's so funny too because like you, you know you say that and it's like there's still times where i look at my boys and like obviously i say it in a much more vulgar and um uh highway trucker way than my wife would um but i'll like sometimes i just look at them and um i'm like fuck i made you three little fuckers um which I think is just so freaking cool. But like, and it, it's, it's interesting too. Like there's a lot of things that people don't tell you when you have kids. Um, mm-hmm. And when people, I don't, you know, solicit, solicit this advice unless asked for it. But like, 
if somebody asks me like, Hey, like, what are some things I should really know when I'm having kids? Like I always throw in like the stuff that like nobody ever told me, like don't get a diaper bag that isn't a backpack diaper bag because you just don't have the, you know, not even the wherewithal, but like you don't have the, the attention span to be like, Oh shit, this is falling off my shoulder. You don't have time for that. Like the double strapped, you know what I mean? Kevin in high school, uncool around the shoulders. But nobody ever tells you that. Uh, nobody nobody ever tells you that, like, um, appreciate only having one child. Because once you have multiple, it's just, it's 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 not as easy. I, I The other day, Anna's mom took Jakey while Ben was at school and did a little fun little play day. And, um... And it's cool because it's that's something I've been trying to focus on is like one-on-one time with each of my kids and having like a special like bonding experience, you know, if I can once a week with one child. Um, you know, nobody ever told me that, but like I, I was I was here by myself. It was just me and Charlie. And like he took that nap and it was like I had all of that time to do things around the house, clean, um, focus on little things for the podcast. I was able to like search something on the internet on the computer. And not just like really quick have to look it up on my phone. You know what I mean? Like I had that time where I could do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted. Um, another thing though is like nobody ever tells you that like, um, you know, when you, and I'm sure when you met Noel, you probably felt something along the lines of like, I would do anything for this person. Like I will, you know, protect her. I will take care of her. I will provide. Um, but then it, the second you have that child, and I'm sure it's different for you because you have a girl. I have three boys. I have not been blessed with the double X chromosome. Um, my own fault. <laughs> it's my own fault. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Um, but then you have that child and it's like, you know, it's hard not to use the Ryan Reynolds things of like, I would use my wife as a human shield to protect my child. Yeah. But, I was thinking the same thing. But, but not only that, like, for my boys, I will fucking, I will die for them. Yeah. I will, I will kill for them. I don't know if I do that for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> totally joking. Yes. Totally, totally joking. Totally joking. I, I, you know, there are, there are a couple of things. And, and can I pause for, for a second? I, I, I meant to lead off the hour, but yeah. we, you know, uh, just got into it. Um, you know, we're we're not talking politics tonight because it was no politics day. Oh yeah, when we were supposed to record. So, uh, you know, for those of you tuning in, and you're like, okay, well, what, there's a lot going on with you know Florida and DeSantis and yeah uh, Biden, you know, searches and Il- the economy and all this stuff. And Ilhan want o- to go over, and we'll we'll go over that. Ilhan Omar, yeah, dude, yeah. don't get me started. I, oh, I, I will avoid dude talking about that. Crowd the, the, the Crowder uh Shapiro beef right now. Okay, I need to research that. I'm oh, not, I f- uh, I, fe- I, I I fell into it by accident. And I'm just just also put to put it out there too. Politics is definitely gonna come up. Um, okay. Well we'll see. We're supposed to not. Well We're supposed to not listen, Brian. No. No, we I'm, it's our podcast, but I'm kind of a renegade. Pulled national days. I, I I'm kind of a renegade badass cop. I mean, they call me fucking Riggs. Um, well, I'm Murtaugh. Okay, you're getting too old for this shit. Too old. I'm I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
it was interesting. You know, I had two, one longtime listener, Deanne, reach out and Deanne K. And she was asking about DeSantis and stuff like that. So I do want to get to that another time. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying this talk about, you know, marriage and everything. So I just wanted to shout her out. And then Alyssa as well yeah. uh, tuned in for the most recent one uh, with regards to Memphis and, and yeah. Atlanta and all that. So a lot going on there uh, in the politics world. But I think this is a, a very refreshing thing. Oh, um, it's always- I, I also thought I, I also thought of the. When you were like, oh, Kevin being uncool in the backpack. Oh, yeah. And whenever someone says uncool, it always reminds me of the quote from Almost Famous, uh, Lester Banks. And he says, you know, the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you are both uncool or something along. It's along those those lines. lines. I think that was almost spot on. But yes, that's such that's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And that that moment really speaks to me and 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 it kind of goes back to like you and your partner like with my wife and i i feel a sense of value that has been locked up in this marriage and ourselves as parents and stuff like that you know you're always kind of searching for your value right you know when i was a teacher my passion was I want to change the world one classroom at a time. I'm right. not going to solve, you know, certain massive scale issues. I'm not going to be the one that finds the cure for AIDS or cancer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe I can turn that kid's life around Yeah, who could and like, you know, go that route. And that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, through a series of events, I left the classroom, but it didn't bother me at all because I found this new value within the scope of my family. My my wife and daughter was like, I'm going to change the world for these two people. Rather, right. I'm going to change the world around all these people and make it better for them. I'm going to change the world for just these two people. Like I want to give them all that I am. And that's what my value is locked up into. And so it's like, not uncool, but like I share that value because the rest of the world to me is bankrupt. But my true currency is like my marriage and my, my parenthood. That's my currency. You just have such a way with words. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that's why you're the play-by-play guy uh, <laughs> you know and it's funny because you you said that too and like uh i mean obviously just so you guys know too we'll get past like the whole marriage conversation and family conversation i'm sure but while we're on it i think it's interesting too something that i just thought about is like you and i both now at at different times you were already a parent no were you a, no nora wasn't born when you lost your teaching job was she I lost my teaching job the the summer before she was. So I I found out that, uh, February March the year she was going to be born. So 2014, she was born in August. So I lost my job the summer of her birth. So technically, yes, I was unemployed when she was born. Okay, well that makes two of us um, because it was the same thing for me <laughs> and like. It, just going back to like um like how how lucky we've become with our wives 
um, and I think I shared this either with you recently or with Anna or with uh, the, uh, the the listeners recently. Like I still remember like driving home, losing my job, knowing that Ben was due in like a week or two weeks, and like how supportive Anna was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, how fucking dope is that, dude? That like both of our now wives, then girlfriends, fiancés, whatever, were just so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mother of what would be termed as my bastard child. Um, I had one of those. <laughs> was very, very supportive. And that's what, like, you know, I, I could have felt completely bankrupt. <laughs> In fact, I had no money to my name, right? Like, we had bought a house. Uh, no, we, the second time I lost my job was the the year I the, ho- the house the, the house marriage. Yeah. You were just so we I did, think this was just did. the last podcast or two podcasts ago that we were kinda of talking about. It was about two this. podcasts ago. Yeah. yeah. And and so yeah, that it felt like I was bankrupt, right? And mm-hmm. and the world was collapsing around me. And you know as Rocky would say, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up, right? But I didn't get back up on my own. I had someone literally oh, putting their arms, you know, under my armpits and helping lift me up. And, you know, after getting knocked down the way I did, and I'm sure you felt the same, like, there's moments where you feel like I can't, I, I cannot get back up. Right. And it's like at that moment, you feel lighter. And that's yeah. because of your partner yeah. and you- their support. You just hop up and you say, Adrian. (laughs) I think that's, and I think that's what, I think that's what everyone's searching for in this life. Do you Uh, think there there was a book called the unbearable lightness of being, and it's a very interesting book. It's about relationships and weirdness, but I I thought about the title literally today or yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's like sometimes you just feel like this unbearable lightness of just being there. And then for me, it's like it it, it all fades away. You know, every every issue, every bill, every scheduling conflict every zoom call it all vanishes Mm -hmm. when you just like daddy i want to show you something oh man hey babe i want to show you something right and it's just it all it it it, it forces this mindfulness Mm -hmm. right uh in, in in buddhism the whole the whole religion or belief system is function around being mindful being present in the moment right there is no past. There is no future. There's only this moment. And the beautiful thing about those moments with a child is like they force you to be in the moment. Like, you are you know, I can imagine you playing with Benjamin, dinosaurs on the floor. Jakey's there with his bulldozer wrecking shit. And boom, you're like, you're not worried about a liquor order you're not worried Mm -hmm. about a guest experience that went wrong you're not worried about how many 
tables are going to be in, how many reses you got. It all it's all gone. Yeah. For just that five minutes, it, oh, it yeah. all snaps back eventually. Certainly. But for that moment, you're you're completely and utterly mindful. Yeah. Yeah, I try to like every Sunday when I'm off on Sundays. Um. I always like to. I've shared this before on the podcast, and I've definitely shared this with you. Like one of my favorite things to do is like, especially if I'm get if I work on a Sunday and I get off, like, um, but even if I don't, like right when I wake up in the morning when the kids are up, I I love to do this thing where like I I go downstairs into the kitchen and like even before I make breakfast, I will lay down. I like to lay down on the hardwood, and I just wrestle. Not even wrestle around. I just let the boys crawl all over me. I just become a jungle gym for like a solid 15 minutes and I love every single second of it. It's like, it's amazing. But I made a promise with myself. Oh, it's far too recently. I should have been doing this for a long time. Um, where on Sundays, I don't think about work. That first day off of work when I literally have no responsibility to work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do everything in my power not to think about it. Like I will not, if Maria texts me, I try not to text her back. Um, mm-hmm. No disrespect, Maria. Just, you know, it's, it's me. <laughs> she is a listener. Yeah, yeah, it's me day. It's me day. I try really, really hard. Um, although I do love her text messages on Sundays of that first day off where it's literally just a message that says like, sweetie, just enjoy, enjoy your day. Love you. Thank you for all you do, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You got to shut it off. No, but like, there's nothing better than that, man. Where like, I don't think about work. I'm focused on like, it's almost like my dream job of like, if I were a stay at home dad full time. Um, but I, I, I love every second of that. And I think that it's such a hard thing to ascertain to like, not think about work and only be focused on not just the moment, but just focus on your family. It's an incredible thing. It's something that you feel like maybe you only get when you're on vacation, but like it's so, it's not simple to do. You know what I mean? Especially when you're hyper focused on work, um, like I know you are, and like I know I am. Um, but boy, is it relaxing. It's just, it's so awesome. Um, and it's just like it, it becomes easier over time as I've been doing it. Um, and not only that, but like, it, 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 it's, it's the perfect reset, man. It really is. I, 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 I love every second of it. I hope I get even better at it because, um, for me, it's so easy to like be tied back into work because all you have to do is bring up food or alcohol, and I'm like, oh fuck, did I, uh, did I do this? Did I do that? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, oh, somebody just said grapefruit. Did I make the grapefruit syrup? Fuck, do I have to make grapefruit syrup for next week? I sure hope not because it takes forever. Um, I, I'm glad I do not have that thought process surrounding food. Yeah. Because I love food. Oh, God. I love food so much, dude. Oh, as soon as I'm done, as soon as we're done recording, before I even edit, I'm making like the giant plate of like seven Sloppy Joes. It's going to be incredible. Sloppy Joes are good. You know, it, it's that's just one of those nostalgic dishes where you just feel good and home <clears throat> feel home. Well, I want to bring this up to you. A, a lot of the people that I work with, they come from, um, well-off families. 
mm-hmm. um, with the exception of Nikki. Um, shout out Nikki, you don't listen, but what up? Um, <laughs> you should. <laughs> Another shout out, really fast. I'm all over the board. It's hard not to stay focused, or it's hard to stay focused when we're not talking about politics. But big shout out to Chris. Um, oh, Chris, hey, Chris. Is, Chris, we have to have Chris on the podcast. I've been promising we'd have him on at some point. We'll have him on for a fun one. Um, where it's uh, just bantering about politics in general. Um, I would also say, like to say, uh, screw you, Chris, because I made my joke about the igloo and about Lady Gaga, and I immediately got text messages the day after that episode went out saying, uh, I, need to, I needed to, uh, to delete that joke. <laughs> that, it was ter- oh. that it was terrible. Chris, obviously your sense of humor... It's just you know it's not as superior as mine. I'll say I'll say the joke was fine. It was you sold it. You know what it reminded? You know what it reminds me of? You in that goddamn magic trick. Oh, where you slap the cards. <laughs> I used to love that, and you sold it so well. I knew what is it called? The prestige, isn't that the 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 actual trick? I forget the three levels of the yeah. trick. And I think the prestige is the actual. Yeah, it, it could be. The I, reason. Yeah, I know it is Burnham. Burnham. You're supposed to burn oh. the card. Um, oh, no, no, no. But the 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 movie, The Prestige, oh. talks about the three parts of a magic trick. And the prestige yes. itself is how it happens. Okay. But you're like, you don't want to know how it happens because then it takes away all the magic. Yeah. And. I never got that with that fucking trick because I knew how it worked. Yeah. And yet I still loved watching you do it, especially if I had a cocktail or six in me. See, and like it that's, got great. That's that's my distinct advantage when I'm doing card tricks, especially at the bar. Um, God, which reminds me of when I used to throw cards around your house. I'm so sorry about that. When I would go to <laughs> this, this is before podcast when I would drink with Brian and Noel. And then yeah. next thing I know, cards come out. I do a couple of tricks, and the next thing I know, Noel and I are throwing cards at each other. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about yeah. that, both of you guys. No. Um, but uh, I I was lucky lucky enough to uh, have some fun guests at the restaurant. It was last week, um, and they were talking about card tricks, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I love card tricks." They're like, "Oh, do you know any?" And I was like, you know, I know a few, but like I haven't done them in forever. And I did almost the same setup that I would have done for the Burnham trick. But I was like, man, like it was a little bit of a slower night. I was like, daddy needs to make some cash tonight. I said, okay. So I know, I, I, I know the card and the fruit trick. Okay. So um, basically it's a, it's a, it's a force trick. <clears throat> and so you have to have two identical tri- like decks of cards. Um, so whether I, I always like to go with like black bicycle deck, that's my favorite. Okay. Um, it's easily accessible as far as how to get it. Like, cause you can get some trick decks, but like they're expensive. Um, the feel of them is great, but like, again, it, I, you don't want to spend like $36 on two decks of cards. Um, so you have to have two identical decks. You select the card that you like, you know, whatever it is. Um, uh, like for instance, I went with like the, the, the King of Spades in this case. Okay. Um, and you pull the King of Spades from one deck, you fold it up real nice. Um, 
and then you cut into a piece of fruit. Now, part of this is left up to, to, to chance um, because there is some free will to the trick. Um, you put it into a piece of fruit in a fruit basket. The idea is to pick not just a very bright, like really nice looking piece of fruit, but it's got to be kind of bigger. You know what I mean? Something that really catches the eye, something that you're like, someone will be like, oh, I choose this one. Um, and you make a tiny incision into it and you shove the card into the fruit. Um, and then in the op in the, the opposite deck, you basically find that same card and you do any force that you want. You can do like, um, I'm going to butcher the name. Sorry to anybody who's like big into magic. I call it the pinky force, which is where you will literally do like, um, basically you'll, you'll split the deck with your pinky on the card that you want to choose. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can do a riffle. You can do like, okay, say stop whenever you want. And then even when they say stop, you go to that break. You know what I mean? So like they'll say it. stop yeah. and, you, and you have to get to it quick. And then you'll be like, oh, that's your card. Or you can do like the, the, the slide swap or the slide force. So like a same thing where it's like, oh, say stop when you want. And when they say stop, you're not really pulling their card. You're basically taking your thumb and pulling the top card off the deck and sliding it into their, their, their selection. However you want to do it, you force that card. There's a lot of really cool ways to do it that I don't know or that I just can't do. You know, small hands, I'm like a carny. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I really <laughs> thick hands. Sausage fingers. Yeah. More like hot dogs over here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you force that card, okay? However you hand it to him. Okay, go ahead and take it. That's your card. Memorize it. You know, commit it to memory, okay? Um, and then you'll. I always like to do the same thing where, like, when I'm having them put the card back in the deck, I will let her, literally let them put it anywhere because in my head I already know what their card is. So they can put it anywhere, um, and I'll find it. I'm, like, basically like uh, Liam Neeson. Um, Love it. Yeah, so you say put it anywhere in the deck you want. Lose it away. They, they throw it in there. You can shuffle it, do whatever you want. Um, I'll find the card somehow. And I'll, I'll you know, so I, I do like to have him put it in the middle of the deck because I do know a trick where I can pull it out with my pinky. And then in my shuffle, I can make it forced to the bottom. Um, and then what you want to do is get rid of their card. It's got to come out of the deck. So it comes out of the deck. This is a very long explanation. I apologize. I hope this is entertaining for you guys. <laughs> Well, and if you're just listening on the podcast, there's a great explanation with video on YouTube. Hey. Subscribe to our channel now. And all of Kevin's hand motions as he's doing this. Yeah. He's um, wiggling his pinky quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So um, you force the card out of the deck. And then you do the epic. All right. I'm going to lay out, lay out all the cards. If you can do a good fan, now is a good time to do a good fan with the cards. Can you can you find your card? It's always gone from the deck. You pull over the fruit and you say, "Okay, I need you to pick a piece of fruit from here." You know, and then hopefully they pick the right one. And then when you cut into it, the card's in the center of the fruit. Um, I did this same trick for for the twins at work when I used to work doubles on Tuesdays, and I they they will talk about this card trick like to this day. Um, but anyways, I pulled that off last week at work and it got me a nice little hundo uh 
from the table, so it worked out. A hundo. <laughs> yeah, a nice little hundo. Dang. Um, that's that's always so huge. Well, it's like it's dinner and a, dinner and a show. Yeah, I, I I recall like every now and then I would have a table, and you know back then inflation hadn't hit yet so you know the menu prices weren't as high as they are in some establishments so it, it took a little bit of effort at a ruby tuesday to get a hundred dollar tip like yeah. you either had to be really good or it was a really big table because you know but there was definitely I had a group of guys that would come in they used to play warhammer so it was a table game okay like not dungeons and dragons but there were figurines and then mm-hmm. you like did all this like cool measuring and dice shit yeah and they you would paint so one week they would paint and the next week they would play and then the next week they would paint and the next week they would play it either way they were they would always come in on wednesdays and have a round or two sometimes it became a whole night thing it depended if they played or painted one or the other they always rotated on, on what they did and uh, they were sometimes the most obnoxious nerds that ever been Like they get really rocket, like rowdy and raucous, and and they'd be drinking, and it was a good time. But there were a couple times they came in, they would you know tip me really generously, you know for the bill, and then leave a hundred dollar bill and a bottle of uh, alcohol for me. Oh, nice! It was really, it, it was yeah, it was really cool that they would do that from time to time. And like, it wasn't always my choice. Like they, they bought, there was a Captain Morgan black, I think there was. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and if you mixed it with something, it basically tasted like Dr. Pepper. And so they used to make me make that drink. And they're like, it tastes just like Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, if you put regular or Captain Morgan and Coke, it tastes just like Coke. <laughs> you know, I was, <laughs> I was like, that's why I drink Captain and Coke. Because I want to drink some pop. Uh, so well, they, there is there is a trick of like, um, and I, I I tried this at work of amaretto and Corona. So, yes, I just saw a TikTok on some of these weird it, experimental drinks. Listen, it it doesn't taste like if you did a side by side, you could tell the difference, but like it does. It tastes, I would say. 87.2% like Dr. Pepper. 82%. I'll take it. So it's basically a Mr. Pitt. Got it. <laughs> I made that same joke when I made it. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're talking about pop. I have to tell you about this. I was supposed to text you earlier today. Oh. Um. So Ben comes home today. I pick him up. He went to the library. Got his first library card. Proud of him. Um, but we, we get into the house and we walk in and, uh, we go over to the fridge cause I usually let Ben have a little something like a treat or like a special drink or something like that when he gets home on Fridays. And I have RC colas at the house from when Brian and I, from when Brian and I did the hot ones challenge and, um, also on our YouTube channel. Yes. And so <laughs> Ben goes, daddy. Can I have a pop? I go, all right, it's Friday. That's fine. I said, you can have a pop. No sweets, though, just a pop. And um, I go, well, you know, what do you want? And I've got, like, Japanese sodas, like, the little, like, you know, push it down, the ball comes out, fucking soda everywhere. 
Um, and I had the RC and he goes, daddy, I really like RC. And I said, oh yeah? He goes, can I have an RC? I go, yeah, of course. He goes, uncle Brian likes RC, right? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah. I think it's his favorite pop buddy. He goes, it's mine too. Can you tell him? <laughs> can, oh man! Can, can you tell him? I love that. And I go, yes, of course. Tell him now, Daddy. Tell him now. I said, I'll tell him later. I promise. <laughs> do, you uh, ever, do you ever think about this? Like he's gonna listen back to maybe these. Oh, dude. Hopefully, before you're long in debt. But like, our kids are gonna look back on these. And I'm so thankful right now that there are probably a couple hundred people that might listen to this podcast and that's really cool. Yeah. But I'm also really psyched for the day that Nora goes back and I'm older and she just wants to hear my voice or something right, if yeah, I walk yeah, on yeah. or or just like what was dad like back when he was, you know, in his thirties, now that he's old in his fifties and sixties, like what was my dad like? Yeah. And you know, she can hear me rambling on about universal healthcare or whatever. But it's more just like she'll be under she'll she'll get my tone, not yeah. just dad tone. Like when you're talking to your kid, like hey, yeah, hey, you can't do that or whatever. It's, she's gonna get the most authentic version of me. Yeah, and I think that's really cool that we're doing this. You know, we're afforded the opportunity by our wives and yeah. there's people willing to listen to us that you know keep us putting out this content. Yeah. But eventually our, our children can like listen to this and then their children. Oh, yeah. When we're when I'm old and senile and I can't even wipe my own butt. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, grandpa's kinda crazy. They can go back and listen to how I was crazy at thirty five, thirty six and thirty seven too. Yeah. Yeah, That's but it's cool. it's not gonna seem crazy then. They're gonna be doing all the shit that you've been preaching about forever. Um also They're gonna si- have universal health care. <laughs> side note. By then. Side note, I just realized that I gave Ben his Friday treat on a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. I know, but I just thought about it today. I don't know why I thought it was when he came you home. Can't, you can't hold that against him, though. I can. Tomorrow. Dude, he, dude, no, no, it's my own fault. I know. You can't hold that against him. So if he's like, Dad, you said I could have one on a Friday. Oh, dude. You got to uphold that. I told I told you, I think I told you last week about how I have my thing um, well, and well, yeah, of course you know about this because I, I usually bring it for Nora when she's there on Fridays. I always bring some sort of like a snack for the kids. Uh, when oh, I, yeah, when I go, pie. yeah, yeah. Well, today I was at Menards. Um, I was getting some shelving stuff for the basement and also planning out some stuff for my You're chip. a Menards guy? I, dude, I do. I go both ways. I do Menards and I do Home Depot. Um, I, I want to be Menards, but I just, I like Home Depot better. I do I too. Don't. I do too. I want to like Menards better. I want to so bad. Well, this will make I just can't get there. This will make you like Menards better because I went there and I realized, oh shit, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, it's my day to bring all of the fucking kindergartners snacks because I made this stupid deal with all of them. Um, not all of them, but uh, the ones you like. Well, uh, <laughs> my neighbors Jen and John, fucking some of the coolest people I know. Um, they have a sweet little daughter, Stevie, who I brought up before, who is just a gem, dude. She's a little spitfire. Um, told her mother recently that one day I'm like, she's going to marry me, <laughs> which, okay, which, like which she told Anna 
at uh, the hundredth day of school, they did like uh, they had some parents come in to do crafts, and Anna was there. And yeah. this, this little girl's like, um, her mom goes, "Oh, you know, Stevie, this is this is um, Ben's mommy, um, Anna. She's the reason you can't marry Kevin." <laughs> And she's like, <laughs> she goes, she, I think she said something along the lines of like, we'll see. <laughs> Mind you, she's That's like, so good. she's like three years old. Um, but it started with, it started with little Stevie where I would bring like a little snack for her and her sister, Gwen, who is in kindergarten with Ben. And, uh, you know, you know, I would bring Nora stuff. I'd bring Ben stuff. Now I'm bringing Gwen and Stevie stuff. Now I have to bring Allie, Ben's other friend, something. Um, and I have to bring little Danny, who's in, I think he might be in Gwen's class. You think he's, I can't remember which class he's in. But um, anyways, so now I'm like going through a pack of snacks. But anyways, I'm walking through uh, Menards and I get all the, like the stuff I need to buy. And I'm going to check out. And of course, Menards has everything. Um, yeah, and that I go, is true. And I go to the checkout aisle, and of course, there it is—a little Debbie's stand. And I was like, "Oh, son of a bitch! Tomorrow is snack day." <laughs> so here I am at Menards <laughs> with like building equipment, shelving equipment that I'm buying, and on top of all of it, on my giant cart is a fucking pack of little little Debbie snacks. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Oh, it brought me great joy. Okay. Quick question. I yeah. know you do like the little Debbie oatmeal cream pies, you know, generally is what I've seen. Yeah. But for you, you know, if you're going to pick a little Debbie treat for yourself, yeah. What's your go to? It is, it, no, it is the oatmeal cream pie, but it's not the regular oatmeal cream pie. It's the big box. Okay. That has the one, it's a bigger cookie with double the cream filling. Oh, that is my that is my go to. That is fucking phenomenal. It is the best. It tastes. It's perfect. It's everything you want. It's everything you want. That being said, I have never met a little Debbie snack that I didn't like. Okay, so I well I will disagree with that. That's fine. I don't like a lot of cream filling types. That's stuff, fine. That's fine. Except. The oatmeal cream pies. I do like those. Yeah. But like the, I think they're not ho-hos because that's hostess. I think. Like the, the zebra. Little Debbie is like zebra. Swiss rolls or whatever. Yeah. Zebra or whatever. The, no, no, the those, little cakes, the zebra cakes. Yeah. I don't like those. The zebra cakes are like the little hexagons or octagons. Yeah. I, I don't like, I don't like those. So nutty bars are my favorite. Dude. Per nutty, se because they're oh, peanut butter, right? And I'm Nutty bars are great. Guy. Same, same. Right. I mean, if people want to go back and listen to our tiered list of yeah. Halloween candies, like anything with peanut, peanut butter, butter was top. Yeah, ranked right. up, ranked up there. It, yeah. Uh, with that said, push come to shove, like right now in this moment, I really feel like a honey bun, dude. I feel like a honey bun. I right love now. honey buns. I don't feel like the nutty bar. Like I always love the nutty bar. I, you know could eat a Reese's at any time. Yeah. Although the the Valentine hearts look very weird. Oh, certainly. I could They're really more like they're more they're more like right they're now. like arrow tips, not hearts. Yeah, they are very odd. But honey buns very is odd shape. Honey buns is another one of those ones that like they make the small version and then they make the giant version. Giant version's better. 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm, it's more of deliciousness. That's exactly. How I look at it. Exactly. God, I forgot about honey buns, dude. They're so good. You know, it's 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 interesting. We 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 were talking about you know marriage and and a little bit about divorce and relationships and sticking through it and stuff. And I just randomly put in like some divorce statistics. I will say there is some some bright spots in the sense that like millennials specifically have a very have a lower divorce rate than previous generations. Suck it, boomers. And then and then another thing is we're more cautious to get into marriage. That sounds about right. And there, so so the marriage rate right now is going down, but so is the divorce rate. So it's more likely that when people actually do get married, they stick it out, which is interesting. But there's all kinds of weird things, and I was like, there are some some very not good statistics for Noel and I, because like the rate of divorce is higher from children who had divorced parents now i wasn't a child when my parents separated but oh separation doesn't count in divorce statistics Hmm. interesting but noelle's parents had so i you know that's something uh the perfect age to get married uh she was not that age you're actually it's interesting you're Couples who do not cohabit before marriage are less likely to divorce in the first 20 years of their union. Hmm. Men who live with their partner prior to marriage have a 49% chance of avoiding divorce for it. Wait. Couples who do not cohabit before marriage are less likely to divorce within the first 20 years of their union so if you do cohabit you're more likely to divorce Hmm. Hmm. interesting yeah that's not good because i would have thought so it also impacts the likelihood of getting marriage getting to marriage if you cohabitate you're more likely to not get married in the first place which makes sense. Like, why am I marrying this person if I can barely live with them, right? True. Yeah. How have you been talking for an hour already? Shut the front door. Uh, 55 minutes. Interesting. During the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of divorces fell by 12%. I would have thought being stuck in a home with a person that you might be struggling with. Yeah, but like couples who struggle together stay together. That's true. I guess. Dude, look at. You know, the courthouses were probably busy. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make a joke about Wolverine. What? Well. Couples that struggled together stay together. Hugh Jackman had a long, had a hard time acting in the beginning, and he's been with the same lady forever. She stuck with him through all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The divorce rate is lower than a decade ago. Hmm. 
Wait, what? The divorce rate, wait, the rate of divorce after 10 years is 40 is 48% for those who marry before the age of 18. Who's getting married before 18? I don't know. Shotgun wedding. Wow. Hmm. I'm lucky I'm not really thinking about this. We've been podcast married for almost three years. I know. No sign of stopping either. Fuck no, dude. We've introduced other partners into this, though. So, what, four times? Cut things spicy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jason, how do you like that? <laughs> Oh, that's oh that's fucked up. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I, I mean, we didn't talk politics, and you you brought up Ilhan Omar, and that I know that was about ready to shoot me through the roof. I almost brought up a comment. I sent you. I sent you the TikTok. I know. I, I haven't. I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, I haven't she, looked at she it. gave a, a, a an impassioned speech. I was very very pleased. Good old Aok. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernie, Bernie tweeted out, and I was like, "What?" And I opened up my TikTok, and that was like the third thing that came up, and I was like, "Yeah." Bernie tweeted out, "I really want Kevin to be my political grandson. I really want to have a beer with him." And you're like, "Oh, oh my dreams!" Getting my flight to Washington D.C. right now. <laughs> I would. Oh, if fucking Bernie Sanders said, "Kevin, I'm gonna have a beer with you," I would drop everything. I'm like, "Yeah, Marie, I'm not gonna be at work, honey." Fucking figure it out with the kids. I gotta go. <laughs> I would hope you would call me and say, "Hey, can I bring my buddy?" Uh, dude, I'd be booking two tickets. Okay, two yeah, tickets to paradise. Literally. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we were able to. We were able to. We did it. We did uphold it. the national holiday of no talking politics on a generally political podcast. I know. That's I pretty know. impressive. Um, do not expect this again for a little while and definitely don't expect this on Sunday. We're going hard on Sunday. We're going hard on Sunday. Gosh. Oh, great job, Brian. Even better on your end. All right. Mad Libs community. We love you. Do good. Be great. Love you guys. We the ones that he's just letting through the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniac. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Saints and status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive. Yellow now. Ronimo. This is bye bye. Ta ta. Adios. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Wild ones on the attack. Just break out.